We're back. Well, some of us are anyway. Welcome to, to week one of the New Look Punt Return podcast. We weren't sure if we'd be back this year. In fact, some of us aren't back at all. Old mate Josh Y, who's been on this show for, for many, many years, he's uh, on the fatherhood squad. So he's, uh, he's taking a break this year. Might not come back at all, but we'll see see how things go. He's uh, a new dad and love and life with no sleep and lots of mess and, and all that sort of stuff. So all the best to uh, to Josh and, and we'll try and kick on without him. But uh, we've got a, a, a new co-host this year, obviously. We've got Ryan Lapore. Ryan, welcome to the show, mate. And uh, why don't you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Nick. Awesome to be with you and um, obviously big shoes to fill with, um, with Josh. But um, yeah, a little bit about me. I'm an avid NFL fan, um, former radio announcer from uh, way back. So making somewhat of a comeback in my media career. Um, love, love betting the overs and, and a prop betting the NFL. And um, yeah, it's very excited for the, the upcoming season and, and to be joining you for to talk all things NFL on a weekly basis. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun, mate. It's going to be fun. Obviously, uh, for everyone who, who's listened before and, and for those who haven't, I'm Nick Splitter. I've spent a, a decade or so in sports media, uh, some of those years in, in wagering as well. I'm, I'm not a trader. I'm not a, not a bookie, but I've been in, in marketing and media for a long time. I'm an Eagles fan. I follow all, all Philly teams in, uh, in the US sports. Uh, I co-host the Unplugged podcast for, for footy fans of, of St. Kilda here in Melbourne. Um, jump on Twitter if you've got any complaints, if, if you don't like what I'm what I'm spitting out there, jump on Twitter at Nick Splitter. Uh, Ryan, you're at Ryan Lapore. Yeah, just at Ryan Lapore. We're pretty we're pretty unique with our um, handles, aren't we, mate? It's kind of first name and surname, so we're very creative. yeah, real authentic and creative. But uh, <laughs> it, it is what it is. It means you can find us pretty easy. But uh, right. quick quick bit of admin. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Punt Return Pod. We're on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com/slash Punt Return Podcast. On Instagram, we're at NFL Podcast. So uh, get around that. And, uh, and join the conversation every week. But, uh, what's the plan in, in 2021, mate? We're, uh, we're trying to avoid COVID, both of us in, in Melbourne. Obviously, we had Josh last year in, in Sydney, but uh, we've got COVID all over the joint in the East Coast here in Australia. So that's uh, step number one. Um, hopefully get outside and try and enjoy some weather. It's, uh, it's pretty average at the moment, but hopefully that, that increases and, and improves over the next few weeks. But again, let's avoid COVID. Don't want that. You have to take some time off on the, uh, the PUP list. Um, but... As the commissioner said in the uh, in the season rules episode of, of Bleacher Report's Gridiron Heights, we're going to be calm, orderly, and boring. The things people love about football. But we're probably not going to be any of those things. You can, well, set, I hope your watch, you can set your watch the NFL with a statement like that. But um, no, hopefully <laughs> we're not we're not just, we're not kind of be cut from the same ilk as Roger Goodell. We can, we can Fingers crossed. Have a chat and uh, enjoy a bit of banter while we talk some NFL for sure. That's it. That's it. And uh, you know, hopefully, once a week we'll uh, we'll do our NFL podcast, the Punt Return podcast. But mate, talking points. Yeah, you know, before we get into some of the uh, the season long stuff, what's going on? Obviously, COVID availability is, is a huge thing. Um, who's in? Who's out? You got any any tips um, for for fantasy for guys uh, who are playing fantasy? This yeah, year? I mean, it was it was a disaster last year, wasn't it? COVID kind of disrupted the whole season in terms of. New uh, midweek games, um, double headers. That that was great for um, the Australian audience. They probably got to see a bit more football with um, double headers on Monday nights, etc. But um, it threw chaos um, into fantasy. Um, I know I'm very keen to be playing again this year. I've got I had the number of, uh, number two overall pick, um, and I managed to land C Mac with that with uh, number one going to Dalvin Cook surprisingly. So C Mac fell into my laps, but he was also um, 
in my team last year as the number one pick, and he um, obviously played, I think, the whole three or four games. Um, so, you know, you never know with, um, with NFL fantasy. Or the NFL. But, uh, no, very much looking forward to the fantasy season as much as I am. Uh, the real stuff. Um, I think that we're both keen on probably looking at the overs this week, um, uh, especially after what happened last year, um, you know, quarterbacks coming out all going lazy in week one and, and some low line things. It's probably been adjusted, I think, a little bit to my eye this week. Um, but um, I still think there's some value to be added to the overs this week. What do you think, Yeah, mate, I agree. I think we've seen that trend over the, the last couple of years that, you know, the first three or four weeks kind of trend the overs and, and the books are always trying to rush to catch up. But they always seem like they, they've tried to correct it from week one, but they're always, every year, it seems like the offenses just get a bit more dynamic, a bit more athletic, you know, a bit more high octane, etc. And, you know, for the first few weeks of every season, I guess over the last five or six, it seems like scores just skyrocket um so it's gonna be interesting to see if that happens again like you said it it looks like they've corrected uh, maybe they've over overcorrected in some in some cases but yeah, i guess we'll see in in a couple of days whether whether that's the case or or whether uh the, the offenses are, are, are all guns blazing like you said earlier but um mate rookies sophomores what's uh who, who's going to take the leap this year yeah i'm keen to talk about um teams that are going to take the leap as well i mean I, I can see a bit of status quo happening up the top. I think you're going to have your, your Bucks, your Packers, and the NFC right up there, obviously, again. And then the same with the Chiefs and, and, and the Bills from my end from the AFC. So it's from those teams that who are going to, who's going to take that leap that like the Niners did a couple of seasons ago from four wins to a Super Bowl. Who, who's going to be that team that really challenges for a playoff spot that weren't in the reckoning last year? So, um, yeah, for me, it's about who's going to take that step of the team. But um, in terms of the, your offensive um, and defensive rookies this year, there's, there's a, a huge list of, of, of talent, um, and especially on the offensive end, obviously, with the with the top three picks all being quarterbacks. I mean, um, not all of them are going to start, but um, we, know, we know definitely two are. Um, and they both look like they're going to be guns for their, for their franchises. Yeah, agreed. Pretty much on on all of that. Um, it's going to be really interesting from a, a team perspective to see, you know, which of those can kind of take the next step. There's there's a few of those teams looking at that next step, whether it's an Arizona or a Cleveland or or um, yeah, there's there's quite a few um, from last year that that are looking to take that that next step. Washington as well, I think as well are, are in that that same bracket. Um, obviously, there's there's quite a few teams that. That would have thought that last year was a really um, down year. You look at the Cowboys and the Eagles, obviously sticking in that NFC East, um, NFC least, as as we like to say. But um, you know, there, there's a few teams that are, are really interesting watches over the next month or so to kind of just get a, a gauge of where things are at and, and whether you know 2020 was a just a, a COVID off year or or you know it, it really was kind of the, the beginning of the end for for some of those franchises. But um, Mate, why don't we jump into a into a bit of a, a season preview and have a look at some of the you know, division leaders, player awards, playoffs, etc. Uh, before we we take a, a a look at week one. Yeah, I, I'll let's start with the AFC, and, and I know we we both agree with the North, and we both think that it's going to be the Browns' time to, to obviously shine. Um, they made the playoffs last year as a wild card team. Uh, they knocked off the Steelers um, in emphatic in emphatic fashion. Uh, in the wild card game, 
with Baker Mayfield and um, the defence really causing the problems for, for the Steelers. And I think that's what leads them again uh, back up into the playoffs again this year and, and to take that next step. And um, we'll get into it a bit later of what who we think are going to be our you know, um, individual awards. But Miles um, Garrett's going to have a big say in the Brown season, in my opinion. And if Mayfield can be um, the same as he was last year, not a little bit better, and they're obviously going to be thereabouts again and why I think they're going to be in the AFC North. Yeah, I agree. I've kind of fluctuated over the last two or three days around who I've gone with in, in the north, and, and I've landed on the, the Browns as well. Um, you know, I quite easily could have picked the Steelers, quite easily could have, could have picked the Ravens, but you know, I think there's some question marks around both of them uh, at, at various levels. Uh, and I think the Browns, having made that, that playoff leap that, that you mentioned last year, they've kind of gotten over that hump that, that's you know, held them back for so long. They, they've gotten over that this year, and, and now it's kind of – you know, blue skies for, for the Browns. And, and like you said, if, if Mayfield can can kind of hit his stride early and, um, yeah, I think so much so much relies on, on Mayfield and we'll touch on them a bit a bit later on. But, you know, if, if he can keep the chains moving, if, if he can keep the offense dynamic, then I think they win more than they, they lose, obviously. Um, but we know what to expect out of their other guys, the, the Miles Garrett, the um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you know, those guys. And, and obviously getting a, a fit and healthy uh, Odell Beckham, Junior back is going to be huge for them, and um, hasn't had the best of times in Cleveland so far. But um, you know, really interesting to see how how he fits into that offense coming back into into what what worked pretty well for them last year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from from the south, I've got the Titans winning that division. Um, obviously, it's a bit of a two horse race with the other two teams in the division being the Jags and the Texans. Um, probably on the other end of the scale, but um, we know the Titans and the Colts are going to be again thereabouts outside of the Titans just for the fact that their offence screams like points to me. Obviously, their defence has lost a few key pieces that we'll touch on um, in our previews later, but um, with, with Derek Henry, AJ Brown and Julio Jones um, as, as the weapons on the Titans' offence, it's pretty hard to go past them from my it, it is an insane offense. I've gone the Colts this year. I, I had the Colts last year too, and you know, I think they really had one weakness and one weakness only, which was at, at QB. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carson Wentz, if he can get back to being Carson Wentz, that you know the Carson Wentz that, that he's been for you know the, the majority of his career, um, that I think that he's a big upgrade, and uh, you know I, th- I think that that levels. Levels the playing field with uh, with the Titans at a number of levels. I think that the Colts have a better defense. I think they're more even across the offensive line, um, and you know, getting getting a fit, healthy Carson Wentz with a, a a real elite offensive line, I think can even that that race up. Um, I think they're just a, a more balanced franchise across across the board. But yeah, you know, I'm a huge rap for the Titans, especially on that that offensive end and. Um, really love watching them play. They're one of my favourite teams. It's not something that I would have thought that I would have said, you know, three or four years ago. But um, great fun to watch. But the uh, the AFC East, I've gone with the Bills, and I think it's a, a pretty easy explanation. Probably don't need to spend too much time on that one, do we? Yeah, I'd say the uh, the other two AFC divisions speak them for themselves with the Bills and the Chiefs, both being our picks and um, probably the pick of many, um, and to go all the way to the AFC Championship game again. The NFC South. Um, Obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are reigning Super Bowl champions. Hard to go past them in a, a, Drew, B, a Drew Brees uh, list NFC South this year. Um, so I think the Bucs were quite comfortable. Um, you agree? 
I agree completely. I think they kind of walk through that that division um, fairly easily. And and the North, similar similar feeling with the Packers again. Yeah, I think I think the Packers probably go through unchallenged this year. Honestly, um, the Lions are going to be obviously nowhere near it. The Bears barely scraped the playoffs last year and pretty lucky to get that seventh um, playoff spot. I don't think they're going to get better. I think they'll probably be thereabouts at 500 mark again. Obviously, that's impossible being a 17 game season this year, but um, I think they'll be around that. And same with the Vikings will be um, probably 500 or worse as well. I don't think see any improvement coming from the Vikings with Kirk Cousins at the moment. I feel like it's really stagnated after a couple of good seasons uh, early on, purple and gold. But um, yeah, it's a it's make or break for my team and his boys this year for sure. Yeah, the, the Vikings are an interesting one. We'll touch on them a little bit later because I'm, I'm really not sure if they've um, if they've improved or regressed from, mm. from where they've been the, the last couple of years. They've lost a few guys, um, and and that's going to be a really interesting watch. But yeah, I think the Packers kind of walk through that that division too. I think really the only the only worry is uh, is the Bears. Like you mentioned, it's it's hard to hard to see kind of where they fit in. But obviously, elite on defense. I think they've they've improved. On offense this off season, uh, but whether that's that's enough there, and, and they're kind of a, a, a you know a franchise rabble um, that, that's really hard to overcome. I think for for Chicago, so Packers for me as well. The NFC East is a real interesting one. I think we we've gone opposite opposite ways. I've gone the the high octane offense of, of the Cowboys, which hurts. I went with them last year as well, which hurt then. It hurts just as much now. But um, how about yourself, mate? We can admit to the listeners that you wrote yuck next to the Cowboys being a <laughs> Philly man, so that's okay. Um, I've gone for Washington to repeat. Um, I mean, Cowboys could easily win the division. It's probably the one that I'm the most undecided on, to be honest. It's probably the, the flip the coin, a coin between those two. I just see it as a bit like last year, whereas I don't know if they can both sneak into the playoffs. I think the division winner, from my end at least, is the only one to get in from that division. I think... Um, you know, I can easily see Washington or Dallas finishing with a 10-7 record and the other being a game behind that and missing the playoffs. But, um, you know, they, they both both might sneak in with the Giants and the Eagles being poor. But, again, we might see improvement from both of those teams as well. And we know how much of a tight division that is, probably the closest across the last 20 years um, in the NFL. So it really is a flip of the coin for me, but I've sided with Washington. Um, one we both agreed on, which is interesting in the NFC West, and, because it's so stacked. I mean, there's four genuine playoff teams in the West, in my opinion, and I think you're in the Greens, but we've both sided with the Rams, and um, I know you've picked them um, to potentially even go further than, than that, but um, I, I really like the Rams in the fifth. Matthew Stafford's going to be under Sean McVay, um, and I'm sure you're, you're leaning to uh, why you're leaning to the Rams is a similar reason. Yeah, 100%. I guess similar to um, to to how I spoke about the Colts before, I think really the, the Rams' one weakness um, last season was at quarterback. You know, Matt Stafford is, if not an elite quarterback, he's a very, very good quarterback. Um, and, you know, I think I think history will, will have him spoken about in, in that sort of terminology. Um, you know, I can't find a, a weakness with, with the Rams this year. I think they're... You know, just about elite on offense. They are incredibly elite on defense. Special teams are pretty strong as well. Um, I've got them making the Super Bowl and uh, potentially winning it as well. So that's that's a big one for me. But um, yeah, I, I was surprised to see that their um, their 
win line for the season was only 10 and a half. I, I kind of expected them to be 11 plus, um, if not more, just because the, you know, there's no real weakness on, on this team anymore. I know obviously Stafford's getting up there in, in age, but um, we know some of the, the best QBs in history have have played some of their best football at, you know, 32, 33 plus. So um, that doesn't really worry me. Is it is it an issue for you? No, not at all. I think, um, like you said, there's, there's hardly any weakness across the line. I mean, the little injury to Daryl Henderson's a, um, a little bit of concern after they lost to makers of the season, who I thought was going to be an absolute star. He showed um, so much in his rookie season last year and, and really exploded in the back half of the year before, before going down with that um, injury over the, um, in the offseason. So, I mean, that's a devastating loss for, for the Rams, but I still think they've got enough to cover it. Um, Agreed. But it's going to be a super tight division. Um, I've got two of those, two other teams from the West coming into the, to the wildcard team. So we might as well segue into that. In the NFC West, I've got um, the Cardinals and the Niners as my two other teams. And plus the Saints, I think, can still sneak in. Um, just from the division, um, the South being very weak with the Panthers and the Falcons. I mean, um, I think the Saints will get enough wins to sneak in with that 10 or 11 win mark to sneak into the playoffs, even with James Winston on the centre. Um, I know they're out without Michael Thomas for a little while, at least the first six weeks, but um, I think he probably still has enough weapons on the, on the offensive end. And we know how, um, how good he can pass the ball. If he can limit those interceptions, he, he threw for over 5,000 yards the season. Ago. So um, their defence is still excellent with um, Davenport and Jordan. I think they're still going to be there about the Saints. So I've got them sneaking in along with my... Um, my Cardinals team, who I think is ready to make the next step. And I think the Niners bounce back a little bit. Again, really undecided. The, the NFC is wide open to get a wild card. But it could easily be, could easily be in the Cowboys. It could easily be in the Seahawks, to be honest. Um, but I've, I've sided with the Niners with my third, my third uh, wild card. Yeah, yeah. It's real interesting call. Obviously, the, the Niners, you know, they get a lot of guys back on defense, which makes such a big difference to them. But it's it's the offense, again, that's the, the question mark. Jimmy G... Um, Raheem Mostert, whether he can stay healthy and, and on the park. Um, and, you know, can can Jimmy G throw the ball and, and keep moving the chains? That I think that's a question with the, the Niners. And I'm just not ready to to have them back up there just yet. But, you know, I mean, that can change very quickly, as we know. But I've, I've also gone with uh, with the cards. I think it's, you know, we, we spoke before about teams that are kind of ready to take that leap. And, and I think the Cardinals are, are one of those teams. Um, I've got Seattle in the playoff uh, in, in the wild card spot and I've got I've gone with Washington you know we mentioned mentioned Dallas before and and that kind of being the tightest division yeah. race across the the competition I mean the Cowboys are one of those teams where you know they could quite easily not make playoffs you know if Dak Prescott injures himself again or, or misses some time or even if he just doesn't get back to the Dak Prescott that, that we know um you know could quite easily not make playoffs but you know quite easily on the other end they could win the NFC um you know on their day, they're they're just about unbeatable on offense, um, yeah. and you know they've they've made some improvements on defense. But um, yeah, I've gone I've gone Washington for that that final um, wild card spot in the NFC. Yeah, awesome. I I mean, um, it's going to be a super tight race. I think the the AFC is a little bit more open. Uh, uh, sorry, a little bit more decided in my opinion. I mean, the NFC is a bit closer. With those those next tier, I suppose. Um, for me, the wild wild card teams in the AFC are going to be the Chargers. Um, I've also got the Colts in there again. Um, that was a toss up again for me, the Colts being a bit of a close one. But I think 
Um, the Colts will sneak in again for another playoff berth, as will the Ravens. Just um, I'm denied about that, but I think the Chargers, Colts, and Ravens are my three to come out of the, the AFC wildcard. Yeah, I'm pretty similar. I mean, I, I had the Colts um, winning the division, so I've gone Titans um, as that as that first wild card spot. I've gone with the Steelers, and and I nearly went with the Steelers to win that um, that mm. AFC North, just because I think yeah they they kind of had that that dip right at the end of the year. You mentioned that the playoff loss to to Cleveland. Um, yeah, they they lost some guys on defense, which really hurt them. And in the second half of the year, they they really weren't able to overcome the lack of a run game. Uh, and the entire offense kind of sputtered after about week twelve or week thirteen, and and you know, I think that they've they've looked to to rectify that uh, big time with with some some draft picks uh, in this latest draft. So I've got the Steelers uh, as a wild card team, and I've gone the Dolphins. I think that they're another one of those teams just on the verge of of playoff berth. I think you know they need some things to go right for them. Obviously, they need a few things to pan out in their favor, but I think they're they're pretty close. And whether it's this year or next year, I reckon they're thereabouts. Yeah, uh, Dolphins were probably the other team that I was tossing up between um, and the Steelers, for that matter. Um, out of those, again, Ravens, Steelers and Dolphins. Um, couldn't take any of those three to, to make the, the wild card, but ended up siding with the Ravens. Um, that moves us on to the awards, the individual awards for the season. Um, not sure if you want to announce your MVP. It's very out there. <laughs> yeah, I've gone. I've gone the safe bet. I've gone Patty Mahomes, MVP Mahomes. I just think, yeah, you know, it's it, it really is. And and they've looked to um to stiffen up their O line. Um, he's got a point to prove. You know, we'll talk about that um when when we start looking at some of the week one matchups. But you know, not often um Patrick Mahomes has has something to prove. And you know, I think he comes into this season with with a chip on his shoulder. You know, obviously didn't win the MVP last year. Um, Obviously, lost the Super Bowl, one of his his worst games in in recent memory. Um, I, I think Patrick Mahomes comes out, and I think six bucks is is you know decent odds yeah, for a guy with his right. his talent um, and his tools. I, I think um, you know I, I'm I'm fairly happy with, with that. How about yourself? Yeah, look, I, I it took a lot to not write his name to be honest in the uh, in the in the spreadsheet that we had, but um, I ended up signing with Josh Allen just for the. The fact that he was runner-up last year, he's ready to continue that form into um, into this season, and, and fourteen bucks is is more appealing to me to have a dabble with him. But I, I could easily, obviously, take Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be out of those two boys. Um, uh, Josh Allen has got another weapon in terms of on his offense, and I think he just keeps getting better, and he's on the projection to keep getting better. So. I've sided with Josh Allen. Um, my dark horse is Kyler Murray, and, and one of the reasons why I believe in the Cardinals is because of Kyler. So um, he's my dark horse. If he if he can lift the, the team his team into the playoffs and, and get those twelve or so wins, then I think he's obviously had a standout season um, with his feet and his arm. So I think he's a an obvious playoff um, MVP contender, I should say, um, if he can lead his team into where I think they can get to, which is the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree with with all that around Kyler Murray. My, I guess my one question mark is now that we've seen what he can do over the last couple of years, is he really a is he a dark horse? I guess that's that's the question. I'm is, only going by the price, twenty five <laughs> bucks or thereabouts. It's not bad. Um, Don't mind dark that. Horse, but um, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from with your dark horse. Um, it might be the Philly love that's still pulling through for you. Yeah, well, I was kind of torn on on this one because I, I agree. I agree on that the odds on Kyler Murray are, are very tasty. Um, but 
I think if anyone's primed for a, a bounce back year, it's Carson Wentz. I think everything that could possibly go wrong for him in the last 18 months in Philadelphia went wrong for him. Um, I'm a huge Carson Wentz fan, and and Josh, who's a, a Colts fan, um, knows this from from last year. I was a, a, a big um, a big backer of Carson, and, and and I said all along that if if he went to the Colts with that O line um, and that offense, and everything kind of you know works well, he, he gets fit yeah. and healthy again. That that he's a he's a very strong contender. Um, well, he gets I think, back to um, working under Frank Reich again, obviously exactly after their success and. Exactly right. And that, that was his, you know, his best football. Yeah. You know, that that Super Bowl season. Um, even though he didn't play in the Super Bowl, you know that that first, you know, whatever it was, fourteen weeks, fifteen weeks of the season before he, he did his knee. Um, I mean, he was in MVP form. He would have won it, yeah. I think, um, and you know, it. if he can get back to that with with Frank Reich again with an O line to kind of protect him, he had what fifty sacks last year in in fifteen games or something or twelve games. It's ridiculous. Um, but you know, I think at, at 40 or 50 bucks you can probably even shop around and, and maybe even get some some better odds but i think he's uh i think he's a solid a solid dark horse yeah i i can see why why you've um selected him and for all the reasons you mentioned i think the system works especially well for him in indianapolis uh for the rookies um real tough I'm one big, Root, this, yeah, is a, really this is a big one. field a lot of, it's a huge field especially on the offensive side um and again, it, I was tossing up between two, but he held me to one. So I've, I've gone with Najee Harris over, over Zach Wilson. Um, Najee, just because I, I love what he did in, at college level at Alabama, the one, but I just think he gets, he's going to get fed at, at Pittsburgh. I mean, he's going to really um, be, the, um, be the, you know, run first offense. Um, he's going to get a lot of catches as well. I think he's just going to get, you know, 30, 40 touches a game. So I, I honestly think he's um, he, he's my bet um, at around that ten dollar mark for, for offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, it's hard hard to disagree. I've I've gone slightly different. I've gone Kyle Pitts just because I think I mean similar reasons to to how you, how you spoke about Harris. I think he's going to get fed. He's got uh, Matt Ryan who's just going to feed him. He's got no Julio Jones. Um, I think he'll he'll become the number one option on offense. Maybe not number one, but at least equal number one yeah, with uh, Calvin good. Ridley. Um, yeah. But I just think you know he's a he's a beast of a boy, and I think he's just going to get you know ten to fifteen targets every week from the start. And you know if, if he if he pulls in you know seventy five percent of those and and converts in the end zone, that you know he's he's going to be incredibly hard to stop. Um, defensive rookie of the year, I think we've gone. Gone differently in in this market yes, too. Who have you got? Slightly different. I think these are the two standouts. So I've gone for Parsons, um, which is um, again a little bit contrary because I don't know if Dallas is going to win the division. And if he has a standout year, they'll probably go close to winning it because it means their defense is um, improved. But I think the the twelfth overall pick out of Penn State is um, he's a beast, absolute beast. He's going to shore up that, that Dallas defense that that ranks um, twenty eighth last year. So I mean. He's going to make a huge difference um, at linebacker. So I, I, I've gone with um, Parsons over over your boy in your pick. Again, hard to argue with with that reasoning. I've gone Patrick Certain. I think he's the um, you know I guess the the elite cornerback out of the draft and and ends up yeah. in a, in a pretty good situation in in Denver. Um, you know, no home games. The team's going to air the ball out in in Denver and and use that. Um, use that that um mountain air in denver um and so he's going to get a lot of looks he's going to get a lot of looks and i think he kind of slots in 
straight away is the, the number one corner. Um, and he's he's you know he's going to be targeted a lot, I think. And and you know if he can if he can come in and, and make a difference to that um, that Broncos secondary, then um, you know so that'll go a big way to to improving the, the Denver. Um, I guess forecast for this season. Yeah. And I think yeah, he's gonna be really heavily utilized in, in that secondary. Yeah, no, nah, agree, agree. Uh two coaches, uh, we've both gone for different coaches, both named Sean. <laughs> I've gone McDermott uh from the Bills and you've gone McBay. Tell us why. Well, I just think like you know, like I said before, I, I don't think there's any weakness in, in the, the Ram squad this season. I think one of the things that kind of held McVeigh back was the way that he used Jared Goff and the way that Goff was utilized in that offense. And and I think, you know, Matt Stafford fits what he wants to do with, you know, the likes of Woods and Cup and and um Higby and and where well, I th- I just think that, you know, if, if if Stafford reinvents that that offense for, for McVeigh that, you know, they win the win the conference, um, you know, Super Bowl hope. Um it's kind of they've kind of laid it all out on the line with that that Stafford um, signing and it's kind of Super Bowl or bust for the Rams and and I think if they get there then he's coach of the year. You gone McDermott? Yeah, well, I think yeah, couldn't have, uh, couldn't disagree with that because of the fact that it's usually one of those coaches that um, gets their team to some you know further than they probably are predicted to get to. So um, the pressures on McDermott to obviously repeat um, the performance of his team last year, but I just think the Bills are looking primed again to to be the challenger to the Chiefs. So um, if they can make it all the way back to the AFC team. No, I was going to say definitely a good shout. I think, you know, if they, if they take that next step, like you said, that that sort of coach of the year order always goes to a coach that takes the next step with their franchise. And, you know, I think it's, it's hard to argue. I think that's a good shout too, but defensive player of the year, that's a real tough, a real tough one. Cause there are, a number of elite defensive yeah. players in the competition. Uh, it's crazy to think that we both haven't even selected Aaron Donald. Uh, <laughs> so that's amazing, um, amazing. Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, I, I'm pretty open in saying that he's probably the single best football player that I've seen in my time watching the NFL, um, offense or defense. Uh, he's just the most dominant defensive player by a long way, but probably the most dominant player on both sides of the ball. Oh, um, is, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think um, what he's done in the last couple of years, especially, has just been um, off the charts. And, and it's, you know, if it's the Ram Super Bowl that you predicted, then he'll obviously play a major part in getting there. But um, you've selected someone who had an unbelievable year as well last year, which is uh, TJ Watt. Well, he was robbed last year in this award. Yeah. I, I had him had him big money. I had wads of cash on, on TJ Watt last year and absolutely robbed. But I think, yeah, a couple of those injuries to the, uh, the Steelers, D at the back end of that season probably cost yeah. him, um, but I'm I'm going back to the well and and I think if you know if, if the Steelers again improve on on their showing last year then then he's got a big part to play in in Pittsburgh's forecast and and uh, you know if, if they if they outdo their prediction then that that'll be on the back of their defense I think um, yeah. and uh, yeah TJ Watt I think is is always good value for you know a sack every week and and if he can do that then he's a big shout. Yeah, I think if he gets somewhere around that 20 sacks mark again, he's obviously going to be right in it, um, as is Miles Garrett. Um, that's who I've gone with. Um, uh, on the opposite, um, a lot of division rivals, obviously, the Browns. So, um, again, he's, he's the focal point of that defence for the Browns. And, and the reason why I think they can win the division is because of him. And 
it's uh, explosiveness. And I think he's ready now to, as the former number one pick, ready to really explode. Um, he obviously had those that bit of a um, brain ma- a brain fade against Mason Rudolph. Um, can't even think if it was last year or the year before. It, it was the year before. Yeah, yeah I think. but um, I think going to put that pass in there. Um, obviously, his form last year was one of the reasons why the Browns broke that long playoff drought, and I think yeah, he can he can be right up there again to challenge um, the defensive player of the year. Spot on. I um, think if, if he's taking QBs out with sacks instead of helmets, then uh, yeah. yeah, I think he's he's a, he's a big shout and you know a huge part of that that Browns franchise and and where they want to get to. Comeback player of the year is obviously it a is. real real big it's a good topic field. of conversation <laughs> every year. Field. It's a it's a tough field, but um, there's some there's some quality players in that field, and, and we've both yeah. gone for I guess dynamic yeah, running QBs. backs. Yeah, we've both gone for running backs. So I've gone for C Mac for the. Maybe because of my fantasy team, I'm, I'm really hoping he can have a bounce back year. But um, I think, obviously, he's going to get, again, like a neutral marsh, he's going to get a ton of looks. He's going to get um, probably the probably going to be the highest receiver as well as, um, as, well as the rusher, obviously. Um, for Sam Darnold, it's going to be the bailout option in a lot of um, situations. So I think McCaffrey, you know, goes back to 2019 form. And if he gets anywhere near back, he'll be, to, um, he'll be come back later despite what Dak can do or, or or Saquon, in my opinion. If he can get to that form again, I think he wins it. Well, I mean, if, if he... If he goes for a you know a thousand rush yards and a thousand air yards as, as well, then it's going to be pretty hard to 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 bet against him. But I think the only other player who can do something similar is Saquon Barkley, and you yeah. know, again coming off a, a real kind of injury riddled season, um, you can't, we haven't seen the best of Saquon for for two years nearly, um, and I think that he's just primed. You know, he, maybe he'll start the season off slow. Um, you know, they're talking about a snap count for week one, but. Uh, you know, I think if he can stay fit, then you know that Giants offense can do a lot of damage. Um, but you know, he's clearly the man, I, I guess, as McCaffrey is in in Carolina as well. But um, I mean, it's such an open field. You mentioned yeah, Dak Prescott as well as another yeah. one, and he's splitting them between them for sure. Uh, yeah. But there's so many players. I mean, anything can happen, and and uh, yeah, there's probably four or five blokes that can can win this award. Definitely. All right, playoffs. you want to yeah. playoffs. Playoffs, we we predicted, um, which we'll hold ourselves account to, of course, guys. Uh, we, we predicted our our um, AFC Championship game as well as our NFC Championship game. So I've gone a repeat. Uh, we will both have, sorry, the Bills and the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, I didn't actually choose a home team. You've gone to the trouble of actually choosing the team with the higher, <laughs> the better record. So um, you've gone Buffalo, Kansas. I probably tend to agree with that. Um, I mean, they're yeah, they're pretty the, the two standout teams in yeah. in the conference. Um, it's pretty hard to, to bet against that um, for obvious reasons. You know, MVP candidates and, and kind of dynamic across the board. But the NFC is a lot harder to um, to, to predict. Is. But yeah. I think but we've, we've uh, both gone, gone the same. same again. Funnily enough, we've both gone the the Rams to take uh, the next step and and, and play the Bucks. Um, so we both see Aaron Rodgers and and his time in Green Bay coming to a a dismal end, I suppose. I mean, they'll probably make the playoffs if we both predicted, but I don't, we can't see him getting to the NFC Championship game. I think it's a real bust for, for Rodgers and the pack. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting one because I, I think it's probably, you know, it, it's Rodgers last year. I think a, a lot of this is going to come down to legacy for Aaron Rodgers and, yeah. and where he <clears throat> sees himself in that mm. kind of pecking order. And, yeah, 
I don't know. I've always kind of seen the way that Rogers plays is is about numbers and individual kind of performances, and, and some of that comes down to the yeah you know, the talent that is around him that he's had around him at, at the same time. But yeah, I think that he'll be going for that um, uh, two thousand yard receiving yard mark with Devonta Adams uh, in his final year, and I think that's that's definitely a shout. But I think when it comes to comes to playoff, and, and we've seen some. You know, in the past, that the Packers kind of lack that 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 thing that they need, and that's kind yeah. of defensive stability and defensive structure um, that that all the good teams have. And um, yeah, I'm not sure they can get past the Rams, to be honest. Yeah, look, I, I tend to agree a little bit with, with Rogers as much as I love him. I think he's had just as many weapons, if not more, than, than Brady has in his career. So, um, you know, I don't know if that's an excuse for him, but um, look, I, I love the man to. As to de- uh, dearly, but I just yeah, I just don't think there's that elite instinct and that competitive edge that someone like a Brady does, and, and someone like a Matthew Stafford might have coming into a you know his first ever you know big playoff game. You know, I, I know he's been there before, but um, to, to potentially play in his first championship game, I think that's going to be a really big motivating factor. And I think we're both big on the Rams for, for the same reason. So yeah, we it's interesting we've gone for the same four, um, but um, you've gone for the Rams, obviously getting past the Bucks, um, and I've actually gone for a different tactic. I've, I've, I've gone Bills Bucks, and we've gone Rams Chiefs. So yeah, we had we yeah. had the final four together, but we've gone with a different combination. Well, it's going to be interesting to see and, and kind of look back at this at the end of the season and see how close we got, and and we will do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've got I've got the Rams beating the Chiefs in the in the Super Bowl. Um, I think uh, Mahomes comes one short once again, and. Um, and I think you can put that down to Aaron Donald. We saw what the, the Bucks defense did to did to the Chiefs, and I think that the Chiefs have improved their their OL and um, a few other a few other things that, that the Chiefs have have improved, kind of the way that they they line up. But um, I think Aaron Donald and uh, and Matt Stafford kind of have that point to prove, and and the chip on the shoulder. And you know, Donald isn't isn't going to want to finish his career without a Super Bowl ring, and and I think he deserves it. Um, and I think yeah, he's potentially got. Got a little bit less time than than Mahomes, and uh, Mahomes already has that that ring. Obviously, he's already got the MVP. He doesn't have that much to prove, except for the, the bounce back from last year. But um, you know, I think if it comes down to it, that, that you see an Aaron Donald Super Bowl MVP performance in a in a Rams Super Bowl win. How about yourself? That would be very cool. Um, I've gone uh, more in on Josh Allen. It seems because I've gone the Bills to beat the Bucks and and um, QB obviously to take the MVP. So the double if the Bills. If the Bills can win, yeah, he's going to do a. Uh, a double, which uh, I'm trying to think of the last person who's done this, but uh, uh, yeah, I think it's the time is now for the Bills if they want it, they want to win it. I think this is their window. The Bucks are going to be extremely, extremely hard to get past, but I just feel um, they can do it, and it's more out of hope than <laughs> with my with my head more than my heart. I just hope they can uh, they can give one of the craziest fan bases in the world. Um, Enjoy with uh, a Super Bowl victory after four straight losses in the um, in the nineties. So they're, they've been um, through some yeah, heartbreak. They've been through yeah, some heartbreak. So that, the Bills fans and, oh, and I yeah, can, they, I can, I can speak to that as a, as a Saints fan in the AFL. I can, I can definitely yeah. speak to that. But uh, yeah, look, not not a bad shout. And it, it would be cool to see to see Josh Allen do the MVP double. I think that that'd be cool. And um, yeah, if he can if he can keep the trend going from last year, it's certainly certainly a, a possibility. Yeah, well, that's a nice segue into our our, our futures bets, and um, one of those that I want to take is um, 
is Josh Allen's in the MVP and he's roughly around 14 bucks when you get at this stage. So um, to be honest, these future bets, I, I thought we were going with a bit more value. You chucked in a few dollar ninety there, which is fine, and I'm more than happy with that because I, I just didn't know uh, the format we were going with at the time. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm really liking a couple of those, um, those lines that you've chosen. So, um, do you want to run us through with those, especially? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I well. guess we've got a combination of, um, I guess, kind of end of season, you know, team win bets. Um, some division winners, etc. Um, some low, lower odd type stuff, and and then some dark horses and some some bold predictions, which you've got a couple there as well. Um, but yeah, I've gone the, the Texans under their season win line of four. Um, obviously, shop around. You know, some some bookies you might get three, some you might get five, some you get dollar ninety, some you get two bucks. So shop around, see see the value that you can find. If if you agree with any of this, but the Texans are obviously a, a rabble. I'm not sure they win two games looking at their their schedule, let alone four. Um, I've gone the Rams over ten and a half at a dollar ninety. Um, I was, we've spoken a lot about the Rams, and, and I think that they're they're kind of on the cusp of, of something great. Uh, I've gone the Jets for under six, and, and it might be a little bit controversial, but I'm just not sure. Just not sure on the Jets. Obviously, that you know, had a real good defensive year, and, and they have over the last few years. But but this is an entirely new franchise, essentially um, in New York, and I just don't know what to expect from them. So I've gone the unders with the Jets. Um, and the Rams, obviously, to, to win the NFC West at $2.90, um, I think is pretty decent value. Obviously, it's, it's a, it is a tough division, but I think they're the standout in a division of, of good teams. Um, the Texans, the NFL worst record at $3, I thought was value. I thought that was huge value. I was expecting $1.80, $1.90 on that. And, and to get 3 bucks, I'm all in on that. Um, not yeah, sure really who's, who's going to challenge them for that record. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that. You put that up there. I didn't know that price was available. That's a, that's a great bet. And one, I'm, I'm more than happy to follow you on. I, I think that's a, a really outstanding bet because, like you said, I, I can't see the team that's going to be with that kind of low win loss either. I mean, Detroit might be the ones, but um, potentially, I still think they squeak out three or four, five yeah. wins compared to a, a two or three of, of Houston. I, I agree completely on, on Detroit. And, and the last, I guess, um, you know, season-long type bet I've gone is Devonta Adams. And again, I thought this was, was value. Um, just his kind of standard receiving yard line for, for the season was uh, 1300 and, and I've gone over at ninety, you know, whatever you can get. Um, but I, I think that they're going to be targeting that 2,000 receiving yard mark. And yeah. I, I think he's over 1,300 kind of by week 15. If he so. plays a full season, he gets 1,300. By um, week fourteen, essentially, yeah. I think I, I, I think he's he's comfortably going to hit that if he stays healthy. Um, that's a really really good shopping by you. Um, I did a couple of my uh, predictions in terms of players. I've, I've got Christian McCaffrey. I think he's an outstanding bet at eight dollars for the comeback player of the year. Um, Michael Parsons at seven bucks in defense uh, rookie of the year. I love the Rams as well. Agree with that. Of everything you said to win the NFC East, uh, NFC West, I should say, to ninety. I also like the Browns to win the NFC, uh, the AFC North at 250. Big on the Browns and uh, a bit of more value as well was the Cardinals. I thought at 425 was um, a really nice price to, to make the playoffs um, as a wild card. So, yeah, I like that too, actually, the, the cards. I think just, that's real solid value. Uh, yeah, just with that market, I don't think they can win the division. <laughs> I think it's a, uh, they need to be a wild card team to, to salute in that market. But if we've got the Rams, if we're both so high on the Rams, I think. They sneak in as the as the second team to the NFC West, so I think that four twenty five um, 
is nice. I know you've got some some bit more bold predictions as well, and including that Devonta Adams one. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, going off that um, that season line of thirteen hundred, you know, the, the, the target of two thousand, um, you know, two thousand receiving yards, you can get him at, at ten bucks, which I think is is juicy. I think anything over, you know, in, in double digits, I think you know he's he's going to be their number one option on on offense by a long way, um, and yeah, I can just I can just see. Uh, Rogers and, and Adams just kind of teaming up almost on every play and, and just target, target, target. Uh, we know how explosive he is after the catch. We know he can break tackles. We know he gets in the end zone. Um, and he's just going to be the number one target all over the field for, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, Kyle Pitts, Offensive Rookie of the Year at 1250, I thought was uh, was not too bad. Um, I guess similar to, to some of your other your reasoning and, and how we spoke before. Um, the Rams NFL best record at seventeen dollars. I think, like I said earlier, was surprised that their their season win total was only ten and a half. And I think that they could, you know, all going well and and you know, assuming that it doesn't take Stafford long to to get into the groove in that offense um, and build up a bit of a rapport with Woods and Cup and and those guys that yeah, they could quite easily win fourteen games, maybe fifteen games. Um, and you know, seventeen bucks for the Rams best best record, I think, was nice. And Chase Young most sacks at fourteen dollars was just another bit of a bit of a dark horse bet. I think that um, you know, a rising star in in the league, and um, obviously a huge part of that that Washington defense. But um, how are you feeling? Yeah, I, I tend to agree a little bit with that Chase Young one, especially. I mean, I feel like in NFL, the big leap comes from first to second year. But I know in AFL it takes a bit longer, probably that third. Fourth year that our um, our draftees or rookies take that that real big leap, but I feel like it comes sooner in the NFL. Obviously, playing college football helps a bit more mature than the young boys that come into the AFL system. So, um, yeah, couldn't agree more. It's, I think usually the sophomores take that huge leap, and, and um, Chase Young's Chase Young certainly fits that ill. So, yeah, a couple of good long shots and to look out for this season. Absolutely. <laughs> Mate, we've, uh, we've come to the end of our, uh, our, I guess, our season bet predictions and, and bet preview. Um, so we'll, we'll leave it there. But how are you feeling? It's a, you, your first episode on the punt return pod. Are you feeling feeling good? Feeling strong? Feeling great, mate. Uh, the nerves have finally settled now. So um, very excited for the season kickoff um, in just over 36 hours' time with the uh, Cowboys and Bucks. So, yeah, looking forward to week one and the whole season, of course. And, uh, yeah. Good to have a chat with you, mate. So um, let's do it again soon for uh, our week one kickoff. Sounds good. Uh, we'll be back soon with uh, with our week one uh, preview. Um, but uh, Ryan, thanks for thanks for joining us this week, and um, we'll, we'll be back soon for for week one. Thank you.